Welcome to the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. I'm Paul Gatling. Some big news announced earlier this week by electric vehicle startup Canoe, and that could potentially make Northwest Arkansas a player in the emerging EV industry. Canoe said Monday it is planning to relocate its headquarters to Bentonville from Texas and create more than 500 new jobs in the region. The company said it will also establish a research and development facility in Fayetteville. Now that aligns with Canoe's announcement earlier this year that it would build a manufacturing facility in Pryor, Oklahoma. The company expects to begin production of its cars in 2022. Canoe officials did not share details when asked by the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal about when or where its Bentonville headquarters or the Fayetteville R&D facility would open. We will, of course, report those details as they are available. We've got plenty more about that news announcement this week, and you can find that story online at nwabusinessjournal.com. Stay tuned for more news after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. We are still about 12 months away from Election Day 2022, but politics is always omnipresent in the natural state, it seems. On a recent episode of Talk Business and Politics with Roby Brock, Dr. Jay Barth and Robert Kuhn offered their bipartisan analysis on a handful of topics, including what the prospects are for Republican Senator John Bozeman of Rogers who will face several primary challengers next year who are also seeking the GOP nomination. Here's Roby Brock now with Dr. Jay Barth, Emeritus Professor of Politics at Hendricks College, and Robert Kuhn, Managing Partner at Impact Management Group. Uh, Senator John Bozeman, the Arkansas poll comes out uh, in the last week, shows him well under 50%. I think he's at 38%, if I remember correctly, maybe 39%. Um, do either of you think, and Jay, I'll let you go first on this, do you think that John Bozeman is in political trouble? Yeah, we've had this conversation before. I mean, when we, our last poll, which also showed him in a, a similar situation, um, and, you know, my take then, I think it's still my take that, uh, you know, in a, in a normal state, uh, yes, he'd be in big trouble uh, as a long-term incumbent who has just not ever fully broken through with the Arkansas public. Um, that said, I do uh, think that, you know, as the most likely uh, Republican nominee, um, 
he has that real advantage in a state where that brand is is very valuable and where um, the Democrats really in this race have not put forward to date a candidate who has fundraising ability and the ability to kind of capture uh, attention the way that they I think Chris Jones has kind of gotten to that level in the governor's race, although he's certainly dramatically disadvantaged. Um, I think that um, that he has broken through in a way that none of the Senate candidates on the Democratic side have. So uh, yeah, normally, yeah, he's he's a he's a flawed candidate. Uh, but, um, you know, if he can just get the nomination, that's all it takes probably in this cycle. And I think the odds are he will. Uh, the real question is, it's a it's a somewhat crowded field as well. And is there enough opposition to draw him into a runoff, which always gets tricky for an incumbent? Um, although in Arkansas, those incumbents tend to win those runoffs. Uh, it's never, never pretty. And, um, and so I think that's the big question moving forward. All right, Robert. Uh, Jay's kind of touched much more on the general election prospects for John Bozma. But in that Republican primary, which you would know well, Jay Beckett, Jan Morgan, a couple of others kicking around there. Does John Bozeman have problems in the GOP primary? I, I don't think so. I think I think at this point, you know, Senator Bozeman's the exception to the rule. I think Jay's right. You know, if you're under 50, in most cases, people would, you know, be sounding alarm bells. I think the only number that matters, and we didn't see that number from the Arkansas poll, but the only number that matters in his race is where is he with Republican primary voters? I mean, that is the race. A Republican is going to win. The U.S. Senate seat. Um, so, I mean, the question is, is that John Bozeman? I would say at this point, yes, it is. Um, we haven't seen that he's, you know, underwater with Republican voters or anything like that. So I think his brand, while certainly uh, lower profile, is still good with Republicans. I think you're going to have to see, you know, really the attacks come out from Jan Morgan and Jake Beckett um, against against Senator Bozeman. But, you know, one of the areas that we touched on in our last poll was, uh, you know, there's a there was a group of, of voters that, you know, really viewed Biden negatively that didn't have an opinion on Senator Bozeman. And that is really fertile ground for him. I think we have seen him since that time. He has ratcheted up kind of the rhetoric against the Biden administration. He's getting more into that messaging. And I think that messaging will serve him well going into the primary. Your legislative redistricting, we've seen the maps that uh, look like they're going to be fairly permanent. There might be some small changes to them. Uh, I'll just give you general takeaways. Jay, what are you seeing in those maps that interest you? And then, Robert, same question coming to you. Yeah, maybe the thing that interested me the most was um, they didn't look as dramatically uh, different as expect as I might have expected. I would have expected uh, maybe um, uh, some coalition on the Board of Apportionment to – uh, to maybe um, make things more complicated for some of the more uh, complicating uh, members of the Republican uh, caucus, uh, those who have been most hostile to the governor uh, in his interest. Uh, so that didn't happen. Uh, the result is a lot of maps that look pretty similar uh, to old, the old maps, except, of course, new new districts added uh, in those high growth areas, and, uh, the suburbs around Little Rock, and then especially in northwest Arkansas. So, you know, um, probably uh, the surprise for me is I was less surprised. The one exception, of course, the Megan Godfrey map in northwest Arkansas, which has gotten a lot of attention. If there are going to be changes, that might be an area where there could be some changes. Obviously, she was drawn out of her old district uh, with just a nudge of it left in what is now um, a majority um, Hispanic um, uh, population district, not a voting age population district, but a, but a population district. 
uh, that's the one um, kind of interesting thing on, uh, on the Democratic side and I think could have some implications for the rest of the maps up in northwest Arkansas. All right. How about you, Robert? Uh, you know, I think the, the most interesting thing that I kind of I think is still kind of emerging is, you know, there's there's certainly some House districts that changed uh, where you may have a member that, you know, feel you know, they're still, you know, the, they're the incumbent in their district, but the district has changed around them based on the way the lines were drawn. And, you know, there have already been some Representative John Payton's one who has said, well, hey, my district's different. And, you know, instead of trying to just you know, meet all the new people in my house district, I might as well go for the Senate. I think there's potentially some other ones out there where people are looking around going, you know, if I have to go, you know, meet a whole new electorate that I'm not used to running in front of, I might as well try to seek the larger prize. And so that's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how those situations play out. If more of those kind of primaries even start to, you know, develop just based on, you know, somebody's lines changing to where they're having to meet a new electorate anyway. So they, you know, the risk is there for them, to, the reward's there for them to take a, a little bit bigger risk. That is Jay Barth and Robert Kuhn on a recent episode of Talk Business and Politics with Roby Brock. They also discussed the prospects for Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, who dropped out of the race for governor and an uphill climb against presumptive nominee Sarah Huckabee Sanders, to instead run for Arkansas Lieutenant Governor. You can watch that discussion over on our sister website, talkbusiness.net. Other headlines this week at nwabusinessjournal.com. Olivia Walton has assumed the Board of Directors leadership role at Crystal Bridges Museum in Bentonville. She's filling the seat held by the founder, Walmart heir Alice Walton, who is transitioning to an emeritus role. Olivia Walton has been a museum board member since 2019 and is married to one of Alice Walton's nephews, Tom Walton. And Springdale-based transit provider Ozark Regional Transit will use a nearly $1 million grant from the Walton Family Foundation to support several initiatives, including the extension of its zero-fare service in Northwest Arkansas through 2022. I'm Paul Gatling, and that is the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening.